Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. This is the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside my Tuesday, Thursday man, the athlete formerly known as Chewy. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Doing well this morning. Doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain. It's, a, it's another day in the borough. You know, your feet hit the ground today. Right, that's what they say every day. Your feet hit the ground. It's another good day. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm not trying to get spiritual on you, Chill. I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to impart some knowledge. Oh no, I totally understand. World, world knowledge here. Every day is a blessing. That is true. This is true. Um, so good stuff to get to today. A good Monday night football game last night, Chill. I don't know if you caught that one. We'll talk about that um, to start off, and then maybe wrap up any lasting notes from Week Seven in the National Football League, and uh, choose favorite time of the year. Is upon us. Yes. The NBA season is here. Christmas came early this year. Christmas came early for Chewy. Um, so when does it get started? Tonight or tomorrow? Tonight. 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 The f- yeah, the first games are tonight. The first so. game's tonight. So what better timing than to have Chewy on the show so we can just go NBA to the max and uh, we'll just talk all good stuff. Maybe, maybe Chewy will even give us his NBA champion this year. For this season, it's early. It's early, but I can give uh, I can give you some predictions. I'll some predictions. So that is to come and more. I mean, I can give predictions as well, but they're not going to carry any type of merit, unlike Chews, because I mean, this is this man knows basketball. I mean, he gets money to play basketball, scholarship to you know participate in the Edinburgh men's basketball yes, team. Scholarship money, no nothing nothing illegal. Or well, I mean, like you know, why'd you have to go there? I was, I said scholarship. You're, <laughs> I, you were the one that was I raising had to clear questions. Up, I had to clear it up sorry, with all sorry. the scandal going on around. This ain't Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Louisville. But yeah, I see myself oh? as somewhat of a uh, NBA specialist, so I'm just glad to have the opportunity to voice my opinion and use my talents. He brought his talents to the borough, yes. and he's going to bring it to the airwaves today for the NBA <laughs> knowledge. And uh, so we'll talk about that. But first, um, we'll get underway with our Monday Night Football breakdown, wrapping up Week 7 here on 88.9 EdinburghNow.com and the TuneIn app on mobile devices. We always like to thank you all for tuning in, of course, whether it's live right now or on our podcast, which always is up on EdinburghNow.com later in the day. Arizona, Baltimore last night, you One heck of a contest. Um, Thriller. I only watched, honestly, I'm not going to lie, like the, fat, the last five minutes. Oh, yeah? I was watching. There was a lot of good stuff on TV last night, a lot of good shows. Um, I don't know if you're, if you're a, are you a, like a, are you a series or a sitcom type of guy? I mean, I know you're like infatuated with Arrow at the moment on yeah. Netflix, but I mean, do you watch shows like on network television as, as they're happening? Um, I used to watch Scandal. Uh, around the time last year, but I just I got lost. You got lost because when you miss up. like two weeks, you're just yeah. kind of. That's the that's the bonus about Netflix. Exactly, Netflix. I can always just go back to something, and you know you can binge you can binge watch on Netflix. You can't really do that um, when you're watching it over TV. You have to wait till next week to see the next show. Yeah, but, you got commercials. Yeah, got all that nonsense. Yeah, all um, nonsense. so. Anywho, I was watching. There was some good stuff. Scorpion, I like the Big Bang Theory. CBS is a good Monday night's a good CBS yeah. night. Um, so I, I watched that, and especially because I missed it last week because the Eagles were on. So you know Monday night. So I had to had to catch up on that a little bit. Good. Anywho, so I watched the last five minutes, and honestly, the five, last five minutes were the best five minutes yeah, it was of very this ball game. So Arizona earns the twenty-six to eighteen victory. They move to five and two overall. Baltimore falls to one and six, and their their seasons done um it's unfortunate for them they keep losing close games i mean they're in it they're there yeah, they're i just don't know what it is I, I mean i don't think they really lost anything that 
that drastic that is really going to affect, um, you know, them as a team. Like, why are they, you know, they went from a perennial AFC contender winning the Super Bowl not that long ago and then going all the way to, boom, one and six. Yeah, it shows you how quickly the tables can turn in the NFL, you know, regardless of talent. You know, health always plays a factor. Coaching plays a factor. Um, players' confidence plays a factor. And I think uh, it's just unfortunate that the, the Ravens keep losing uh, close games like this. Heartbreakers, actually. This one was a heartbreaker for them. It certainly was. Uh, I was So, if you missed this one, basically, Arizona had a much comfier lead in this ballgame. But then late in the middle of the way through the fourth quarter, Baltimore blocks a punt turns that into a touchdown, and then Arizona has the ball. They're trying to drain the clock, and they can't do it. It looked like, see, and this was, this was almost, they gave, the, they gave Baltimore a heck of a life here because Carson Palmer's there, and he gets called for intentional yeah, grounding yeah. right before the two-minute warning, and he throws it. I mean, this was, a quick, this was a quick play. So it was like a 10-second play, not even, probably like six- to eight-second play, and it stopped the clock, and it cost them the down, too, yeah. because it's intentional grounding. Exactly. So then they had to then punt. So then the Ravens got the ball right after the two-minute warning instead of, like, with a minute and ten seconds they would have because if they would have ran the ball on third down, did the Cardinals, ran that clock all the way down to the two-minute warning, then punted again, you know, more clock would have transpired. And the Ravens had they had no timeouts, didn't they? they yep, like- and then the Ravens get the ball back, no timeouts, and they got about, what, two minutes to go, and... Joe Flacco just starts taking him down the field. Boom, 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 boom. That He had two really nice passes. The one that he just floated over the middle, that was like a jump ball yeah. in the NBA, since we're going to be talking about the hardwood later. Um, that was pretty. That was a beautiful pass. I agree. I agree. Put it right in the bread basket. And I, I saw a tweet uh, 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 later after that series, or during the series, but I, 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 I thought it to myself earlier. And it was like, this is a elite drive right here. Because, you know, the, the joke is always, is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback is always the debate. Right. So he's like, this is an elite drive right here. And I thought the same thing. I was like, this is Joe Flacco showing that he's elite. Right. I mean, because they had no timeouts, about a buck 50 left on the, on the clock. And they, he was just marching down the field. Boom, 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 boom. And, and Arizona was on their toes. And, but then towards the end, they got sloppy. You know what I mean? They had their shots. They were down at the four-yard line. But then they started getting sloppy, and this is where I thought, ah, oh, this, is, this is Baltimore. This is why they're 1-5. This is why Joe Flacco might not be an elite quarterback because they get down there, and then they start getting frazzled. You know, they get called for an illegal shift. It really should have been a false start, but they got a five-yard penalty. They were shuffling people in and out. You know, then, then they had 12 men in the huddle. They got away with it. So then Bruce Arians calls a timeout because he's fired up, and he's got to get his guys on the right page, mm-hmm. which even helped Baltimore because they needed a timeout needed to begin it, yeah. with. And they didn't have any, but they should have been flagged for illegal substitution, having 12 men in the huddle. Then they just saw, I mean, they were, they were annihilating, and they were just, you know, on time and on target for 87 yards. And then they get to the four-yard line, and they're like, oh, well, uh, well, yeah, we, we just, Blew you know. It. Yeah, they just, they just wet themselves, and they didn't know what the <laughs> heck to go, what, what was going on. So that, um, is, that is a catastrophic end to the game. They you, they've got to close games. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no secret formula to winning. You have to close games. You have to finish off drives like that, especially because they gauge uh, the NFL gauges quarterbacks on their 
you know, their fourth quarter comebacks and their clutch drives and stuff like that. And that just that was just classic Ravens. That's like that was like the summary of their year this year. You Very know, true. Not being able to close games and finish off drives like that. You need to win. It matters who wins after the fourth quarter, not after the first quarter, not at half. You know, you got to you got to close out the ball game, like you said. So it was the Cardinals doing that last night, and getting to six and two. Three and one at home. Baltimore one and four on the road. One and six overall. As I said before, Baltimore's probably done. Um, I would say on their season, and, and Arizona's a legit team. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that secondary is legit. They picked. They came up with. Um, it didn't surprise me. Their secondary is full of playmakers. So and they also got Dwight Freeney a few weeks into the season as well to get yeah. come off the end. They they threw a lot of blitzes at Flacco in that final drive and. Uh, some of them he was able to counteract, others got to him. So that's Monday night or week seven in the National Football League comes to a close. We can dot um, the I, cross the T's on that one. So looking at the NFL standings now, Chew, I have them up here on the screen. Uh, you know, this is an interesting National Football League. We still have multiple undefeated teams. I mean, going into the week, we had, I believe it was five undefeated teams. We have the Packers, the Panthers the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Patriots. That's five undefeated teams. We still have five undefeated teams after this week. So a lot of people think those Patriots can go 16-0. and I believe we talked about that, you and I, on this show, yeah, about the them going 16-0. and um, But I think at this point in time, I, I think week seven, week eight, this is now when football season starts. I said that few weeks ago, and I believe I said that to you, that that's probably one of the few things I've ever listened to my father about, is, is, <laughs> is that football season doesn't start until the snow starts to fly. So he even considers it a little bit later. I mean, obviously in Edinburgh, he, this was Lehigh Valley, not, the, not Edinburgh, because the snow flew on like October like 10th. So that doesn't count. Yeah, like, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is like not Antarctica rules. So when he says the the football season starts when the snow starts, what is he? He's saying that it's not until like week eight, week nine, week ten until football actually matters because, and like I've said before, is that we have multiple teams three and four, four and four, four and three, week seven, week eight. You know what they're buying there. All right. So you're going through that. They're all still right in the mix. Oh, so okay, so you just put yourself. So in now is when right, right. Yeah. If if you're, I mean, now you look at like the Niners who are two and five, they're done. You look at the Lions at one and six, they're done. You look at, you look at Tampa Bay two and four, they're kind of in it, but they're kind of done. Tennessee one and five, they're done. We just talked about Ravens, they're one and six, they're done. Those teams are out. But you look at the two and five, you're kind of on the fringe. You get one more loss, you're kind of done. You have a couple must win weeks here. But you look at everyone else. Three and four, if you're not even winning, like, three and four in the NFC South is leading your division. Yeah. You know what I mean? As well. So, but in other divisions, three and four, like in the NFC South, is in third place. But you're still in the thick of things. Right. Okay. Especially because Tubby thinks the Falcons are going to crumble down the stretch and not make the playoffs. That's what he said yesterday. Can you believe that? He just thinks they're going to collapse, huh? He says, he says they're done. Hmm. I mean, they're definitely a surprise team being, being 6-1. and one. I was. I'm definitely surprised with their their record as of as of right now, but I wouldn't say they're gonna just crumble. Well, Tubby, <laughs> see, see, you haven't done you haven't you haven't done enough shows with Tubby. 
to realize that his his mo of sports talk host, which I'm not saying it's an incorrect one, because um, I'm sure he's probably listening, is <laughs> that you he likes to make bold statements that I think he he says just to just to get laughs sometimes, or you know get a rile out of me or Fenner or, or a listener. Um, okay. But he doesn't have anything to back it up. He's like he's like uh, this show Skip Bayless. Do you watch First Take? <laughs> I love First Take. Yeah, I lo- yeah. First Take. Skip Bayless always goes against the grain. It's just right, like just to go against the grain. Yeah, I feel like he just does it sometimes. Skip Bayless says some out. nonsensical things. Tubby has a little bit more common sense than Skip Bayless, I <laughs> <Yeah>. think. <laughs> but it's it's along the same lines. You're right because I I said I I said I I told him I was like I don't believe at all that the Falcons are going to crumble. I believe Dan Quinn is going to be the coach of the year. And he's like, oh, I don't think so. And he's, I was like, well, then who's going to be your coach of the year? Uh, <laughs> that's what I get. So if you're going to come at me with it, with with and and you know shoot me down, give me a counter argument, right? Right. I think the guy's taking a debate class right now, and he doesn't he doesn't have a debate. Huh. Yeah, you got to come with some facts there. Got to come with some names. I need something, some substance, Tubby. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but the NFC, I mean, the NFL, I think now is really going to start. Now it's going to be some good stuff here. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, even the Jets gave the Patriots a good game for a while. Jets 4-2. and two, Look out for them. They could sneak into the wild card. I mean, there's a lot of things that can still happen. The Steelers, you know, the big thing about the Steelers, and, and, and this is a point I wanted to touch with Tubby yesterday and I missed out, is the Steelers are 4-3, and three, okay? But they've been at without Ben Roethlisberger for a little while. But they're surviving. You know they lost last or uh, this week to to the to the Chiefs, but they've been winning with Mike Vick, with Landry Jones, with backup quarterbacks. The difference is now they're still in this. They still are looking decent at four and three, and they have to because they're competing with the Cincinnati Bengals team, which is six and zero. Oh. But you look conversely at another team that is without their starting quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys, too, and they're two and four. They're at the basement of the NFC East. But since the NFC East is so atrocious, they're somewhat still in the mix. Right. But they're currently in last place all alone, losing four straight. They're 2-0 and with Tony Romo, 0-4 without him. So they're not getting it done. They've used two different uh, backup quarterbacks, much like Pittsburgh. They've used Brandon Whedon and now Matt Castle, and they're still not getting it done. Just imagine if the Dallas Cowboys had the backup quarterback success the Steelers have had. The Cowboys could be running away with this division because don't forget, when Tony Romo went down, that was in the Eagles game. After they beat Philadelphia in Week 2, they were at the, all alone at the top of the East at 2-0. and and now they've fallen from grace because they don't have Tony. Is what's the, is he coming back this year? What's the time? They put him on. They put him on short. Now Jerry Jones doesn't even understand this because he came out on the media on Sunday and said that Tony Romo would be back for Week Ten. However, rules are they put him on 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 the short season or short short term IR is what it is. It's, so there's like injured reserve for the entire year, and then there's short term injured reserve. So he will be back the earliest he can be back is Week Eleven. So I assume if Jerry Jones thinks he can be back for Week Ten, which he cannot. Um, health-wise, I assume that's what he meant. He will be back for Week 11. Oh, okay. So we're going in the Week 8. So they have Week 8, Week 9, Week 10, three more games without him. They've already had their buys, so they're going from here on out straight through. So they got three more weeks they got to get through. If the Cowboys don't win those games and they lose three more um, without Tony Romo, I don't know their schedule off the top of my head. They could be 2-7. and seven. It doesn't matter what Tony Romo does. That get, that season's over. Yeah, by yeah by week eleven, if you're two and seven, it's pretty much. Uh, and it doesn't matter how bad the NFC East is either. Right. So I that was just a note I wanted to hit on. It's amazing, you know, how you can stay afloat because I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back either this week 
or the next game for the Steelers. And at 4-3, and three, they're still in the thick of things, not only in the North, because if any team that's undefeated is going to crumble, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, not the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. Right. But that's not, a, that's not a strong, bold prediction, considering what the Cincinnati Bengals have as a track record down the stretch in crunch time, and especially in the postseason. I couldn't agree more. There you go. That's your NFL Week 7 wrapped up here on the morning after. We're going to hit a break, come back. Chewy is going to be foaming from the mouth because NBA talk is up ahead. Don't go anywhere. Radio the way it should be. Innovative, fun, maybe illegal. This is 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. Welcome back. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio 923 here on a Tuesday morning. Tyler and Tubby with you. Thank you all for tuning in to our premier sports talk show. Chewy. Tyler and Chewy. Did I say Tubby? Yeah, you did. <clears throat> Can we run that back? Okay. <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> Come on, man. Who? <laughs> Got to do better. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> the thing is, okay, Tyler and Tubby rolls off the, the tongue. Yeah, it does. And I say it three days a week. I say yours twice a week. Right. That's, I understand. I mean, none of those are excuses, but they're, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. They're not legit. But it's... it's yeah, you're, just, you're lucky I'm a nice nice person. Right. You know? you, you, I mean, I you have every right personally. to just walk out the studio at this moment. <laughs> this, is like, this is like the 10th time you've messed that up, actually. Thanks but for who's, reminding who's me. Who's counting? Apparently you are. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry, though. It's but, okay. We can move forward. I guess. So we'll try. We'll try to move forward here. Just... I guess it's just because it is a holiday for Chew, and he's he's feeling in in the in the seasoned spirit. Christmas, it's Christmas. Because well, I'm trying to be PC and just go holiday. Well, some people don't do Christmas. True, it's almost like my birthday. We can say that everybody does birthdays. Right, this is true. Yeah, everyone was born on a day. Yep. And then they celebrate it every year. Today is my birthday. It's not though. In essence, the NBA starts today. This is the day I was born. So three games on tap tonight, Chew. Yeah. To get things underway, the 2015-16 National Basketball Association regular season tonight. Getting started. Detroit at Atlanta, 8 o'clock. you got to stay up late. You want to watch the basketball. Cleveland at Chicago, 8 o'clock on TNT. And New Orleans at Golden State, 10.30 at T on TNT. What's your game of the night? What are you watching? Well... The game of the night is probably, I'm definitely going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Chicago Bulls because everybody wants to see um, Derrick Rose come back, see how he's going to play off the facial injury. Broke a nose. Oh, right, eye. No, I think he broke a orbital bone. Was that him? In his, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's your eye, though. In your he eye. He didn't break Correct. his eye. I mean, like so, his eyeball wasn't broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so he'll be face masked out. A lot of people are big fans of the face mask. Um, obviously, a lot of people want to see how LeBron and the Cavs are going to respond after losing to the Warriors in the finals last year. So that'll be a prime time matchup for them. And the Cavs are healthy. Well, Kyrie Irving's not playing, but they're relatively healthy. They just signed Tristan Thompson to a five-year deal, a max contract deal, which is something that I would personally debate about, but... He is a solid player that they did need, so they did what they had to do to keep him. Um, the second game of the doubleheader, the Golden State Warriors at the New Orleans Pelicans, this game probably will be more entertaining simply because 
their two high octane offenses, two superstars going at it, right. Steph Curry and Anthony Davis. The unibrow. Yeah. He's not shaved that thing yet? No, it's it's a part of him. It's a part of, he's accepted it. So. That's unfortunate. If you can accept a unibrow, I think most people should be able to accept anything. <laughs> if you can be able to, if you can sit there and say Facts. I'm not cutting my unibrow off. This is my staple. You know, you should be able to accept anything. He's getting like endorsements off his unibrow and everything. Yeah, live it up, man. That's crazy. But yeah, they uh, and a lot of GMs, ABA GMs, were talking about Anthony Davis is is the player they would pick today to start their team. If they were to build a team, if they were to build a team, Anthony right. Davis would be the first player selected out of all the players in the league. So no LeBron, no Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, which is pretty surprising, but he's got a lot of potential. And then to probably the third game. So you're watching all three. Oh yeah, I'll be tuned in. Because I picked, I said, you know, don't forget, I asked what was the game of the night, and you you just started all of them. I, well, the game of the <laughs> night is yeah, I just kind of just started That's rambling. That's fine, though. I like it though. <laughs> No, the game of the night is the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers versus the Bulls for reasons that I stated earlier, but I was just going to give my... Right, continue on to the yeah, third game. I was going to give my analysis Sorry, on all of them. my apologies. But yeah, it's okay. But yeah, the Pistons, Pistons and the Hawks, um, this is a good matchup to see where both teams are at. Um, the Hawks lost uh, Damari Carroll to the uh, the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors. So that's a that's a big blow for them losing him in free agency. But the Hawks were top of the East. They were the number one team in the East last year. A lot of people don't know that because the Cavs just handled them. So they dismantled them in the playoffs last year. But obviously, I'm excited being from Detroit um, to see that matchup to see uh, Stanley Johnson and the new pieces in Detroit to see how they fare against uh, one of the top teams in the East. So I'm excited really for all three games. It's a good game. I mean, they always yeah. try to have good games to lead things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to draw some people in. It's a thir- it's a Tuesday, and especially when there's only three games on tap, two or the three on national television, they're going to try to put good games together. Right. right Craig right. Sager's making his comeback for tonight, right? He'll be on the sidelines, I think. Oh, is he? I think. I know he's cleared to go. I don't know if he's coming back tonight or waiting for another night. Oh, that's But, I mean, time. it's TNT, so I think he's I think he's going to I think he's going to be the New Orleans Golden State game. Yeah, that's big time. It's big time. He always c- comes out with a nice little flashy suit. Uh, some would question his, some would question his fashion sense, but I I tend to be more lenient. I let him do what he do what he does. He's always wearing something like extremely colorful, <laughs> like flamboyantly colorful. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's gonna be my wardrobe one day, just like that. Is it? So let's. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a personal question now, just for my own, just for my own uh, own uh, like. My my younger brother is a very very big Philadelphia 76ers fan. So he loves basketball. I don't know how it happened because my father and I, nor neither of us, are are big hoops guys. You know that. I'm not a big hoops guy. Right. So, but I, I mean, if I had to pick a team, I do like the Sixers, just because I got my Philadelphia allegiance to like. You know, I'm I'm a fan of all four major f- sports fr- Philadelphia franchises and all four major sports. I grew up watching the Sixers, but that was just because of uh, Allen Iverson. He's the man. Yeah, he was that. He was that guy back then when I he I he I started he was your watching athlete. Right, I started gotcha. watching basketball. He was the first uh, athlete I saw on television, and he was in a Sixers jersey. And so. you were like, I want to be just like him. Correct. And then you went to Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, I did, it, things didn't pan out how I thought they would. He went to what? Back when I he George, went to Georgetown. Georgetown? That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, Philadelphia over under ten wins this year. Huh. I want to say, huh, that's a tough question. 
I mean, they're going to start off with the Celtics tomorrow night, 7.30, getting things underway. Preseason, they, they uh, ha- had a couple losses, a lot of losses. Um, I will say this about the 76ers. All right. Just because that's your team and that's Mike Beck's team. They, yeah, you know, I can't believe we've, we've met him and I have never talked about that. Yeah. He doesn't talk to me, though. Oh, well, he's kind of a shy guy sometimes. But he he's, very, he's very I'm not, vocal I'm about not, the Sixers. I'm not good enough for, for him, <laughs> I think. No, Mike, he, he's kind of – he does his own thing. He just does he his own thing. He probably doesn't even know my name. He, I wouldn't say that. I'll give, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But you guys have something in common, and that is the 76ers. I'm going to say this. They do have um, – they're a lot healthier than they were last year. And they have the number one pick – no, he wasn't the number one pick. They had like the third pick. He was the, uh, yeah, yeah, the third pick. Jaleel Okafor. He was right. he was the number one pick for most of the college season until he slid slid off a little bit. So they have good pieces in place. I can say off of the potential, off of their potential, they c- they can win more than ten games. I'm gonna have a positive outlook. On, they on they the won Sixers. 19 and 18 respectively during the past two seasons. <laughs> Did you see Tubby's tweet? <laughs> he says the Sixers will get 20 wins. Book it. <laughs> That's more than 10, though. That's over. That's over 10. That's oh, I didn't see I would, too I would, much over 10, but I 20. I would pick the over. Yeah, I'm going to go with over. Just simply off the fact that they're healthier. And they're in the Eastern Conference. It would be different if they were. They still were. don't have what's-his-face, the stinking. Well, there's this Dario Sarchik guy that they drafted, like, it seems like two decades ago, and he's still playing in Turkey or some nonsense. Like, why are you not coming to America? I mean, I know the Sixers aren't that good, but sheesh. Yeah, a lot of teams do that. They just draft, like, potential. For, uh, like, six years foreigners. down the road. Yeah. And they, it's like, they, come on, man. There's really <laughs> no one else domestically that's ready to play now that you can't draft? Yeah, the fans are like, um, who is this Ooh. guy and when is he coming? That's uh, what I need. <laughs> All day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over ten. All right, so over ten. They're going twenty. So that's so Tubby's saying they're gonna have their best season in three seasons. You agree? Uh I don't see too far over ten. I see them at like fifteen. S- fifteen to seventeen. So wins. you you see a regression in these Sixers. Yeah. No Michael Carter Williams for the entire year. Yeah, they they're healthier, but they're just their players aren't as good. But they're new pieces and it's it takes time for like for teams to build chemistry, especially younger teams. They have a lot of young players that haven't been in the league very long, so they're unexperienced. They're inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just going to be tough on them. But if they're, now if they're in the Western Conference, I would have probably went under 10 because the, the West is just so deep and elite and talented. But they're in the Eastern Conference, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and they're healthier. So I'll go over 10 just, just for you and Mike Beck. Appreciate it. I'm sure, I'm sure Mike no does too, and if we ever talk one day. I'm sure he will tell me about it. You'll uh, have ample opportunities for that. So now, now we'll uh, now we'll look at you know the NBA as a whole. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting storylines this year. Give me give me some teams you think that are that you know might surprise some people. I think I think there's a lot of a lot of question marks surrounding the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, the return of Kobe after his injury. They're right now they came out with their starting four. They're saying an unidentified person is going to be the fifth starter. I think that's going to be Russell. That's going to get that start. Who's in there? Who's in the four? Oh, I can't you know? remember. I, uh, Kobe, some other dudes. 
I don't remember. But Meta World Peace made the roster. Oh yeah, he as did. well. Yeah, he he's did. not in a starting lineup, but he made the roster. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it on a tweet that was just strolling by. Oh, okay. Well, see, I I remember. Line. I I see so many tweets, and I'm like, I gotta use that. I'm gonna use that, and then I don't remember any of them. Yeah, you gotta write, put it in your notes. That's what I do. I just write write it real quick in my notes so I don't forget. I know. I gotta get my show prep together better. Uh, so I think the Lakers are a big question mark team. Yeah, for sure. Houston, I think, is a team. What the, the Knicks as well? I mean, what are you gonna do with the Knicks? I mean, Phil Jackson said he's gonna turn this team around. They take they take Perzingis in the in the draft after they there was a lot of good people still on the board. Took him number four. The Knicks faithful yeah. did not like that draft pick yeah, at all. They didn't like that because they want a player that can come in and contribute to Brzezinius is like a two, three year like project, they're saying. Yeah. He's got potential to be a great player, but nobody the New York fans are not very patient. They need they need wins today. So they, they were kind of upset that they didn't pick a player that could have contributed right away. But I personally like Brzezinius. Um, me being a Knicks, not being a Knicks fan, I wasn't really too Caring. emotional over the pick anyway. Right. I was happy with what the Pistons did. But, yeah, they the, the Knicks fans want a player to win right away. But to answer your question, there are a lot of storylines going into this NBA season. season. Very true. We'll get, them, yeah. we'll get to them on the other side. We're going to go division by division. Okay. You'll tell us some teams you think, you know, this is a favorite for that division. Give us some storylines from the divisions as we go through the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, culminating in who Chewy thinks is going to be at the top at the end when it's all said and done, when the NBA long NBA season finally ends next summer. Don't go anywhere. The morning after rolls along after this. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I'd like kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow? <laughs> Let's check with Mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Just make sure you have everything. Yep. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please. It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking, plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. Best day ever. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. of the same old thing. Make the most of your mornings with me, Stevie Simons, and the WFSC Wake Up Call. The best music and all the news you need to know is right here, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Rocking the Burrow. This is 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio. Boom, it's our life right here. 9:41 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Nothing better than a little Bon Jovi to get the day started. Yeah, I like, I like this song. Here we go again. <laughs> Tubby, you hear that? <laughs> He's at it again. It's okay, Tyler. It's okay. The NBA starts today. I'm letting all things slide. <laughs> yeah, but you did need to get yourself one of those. <laughs> I 
Okay. I stopped myself as I was saying it. <laughs> it's okay. At least you caught it this time. You know, it's really sad that my that 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 I have spent so much time talking to that man that it just rolls off my tongue now. Yeah, but it's it's better this time that you caught yourself. Last time you actually said it, and then you just kept going, and I actually had to bring. Yeah, it I had no you. idea. I mean, right. right. So I'm right. I'm a recovering. Yeah. Uh, Making progress. Person. Here. Yes. All right. Chewy. Basketball. Division by division, let's go. You give us your favorite to win that division. Also, any glaring storylines you think you need to talk about. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference, finish with the most powerful conference, right? You agree Western Conference is more Correct. you know, more competitive, better teams. Absolutely. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. And, of course, starting with the heart of me and Mike Beck, the Atlantic Division. Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Sixers, Knicks. Who's your favorite to win it? My favorite in this division, I got to go with the Raptors just because they have a, a two-headed monster in the backcourt. They've got Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Uh, two, Kyle Lowry was all-star last year. DeMar DeRozan obviously has all-star potential. I'm going to go with them at number one. I'm going to go with the Celtics uh, close behind. I think this is a team that's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, they're well, very, very well coached. And... Um, they bring uh, they bring Isaiah Thomas off the bench as a playmaker, and they have a solid core starting five. I think that's a team that's going to surprise a lot of people. So I'm going to go with the Raptors and the Celtics. And Celtics close by. Yeah, close behind. Yeah. We don't need anyone else. Forget the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the Knicks, obviously, we talked about already with uh, how long is this rebuild taking with Phil Jackson. I don't think the Knicks faithful, uh, especially Spike Lee, is going to last much long waiting for him. The Sixers, who knows, they'll win in 2023. And then the Nets, they're just kind of there. I don't really know what the Nets are doing. Yeah, the Nets are kind of just in in the in a gray area there. Yeah, who knows about them? Moving into the Central Division, where the heart of Chew is at, with Detroit, Cleveland Cavaliers, the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Bulls, much more competitive than the East or excuse me, the Atlantic Division. Who you got to win this one? This division is definitely one of the more competitive ones in the East. The Cavaliers, I think, are going to finish number one here with the Bulls close behind. Um and then it, and then from there it's really a toss up because the Pacers, Bucks, and the Pistons have improved, but I see the Bucks coming in uh in third, and then probably the Pistons. I just off biased because oh yeah sure yeah yeah I'm gonna be biased in that in that regard. I think the Pistons are gonna come up and then the Pacers probably last <clears throat> so close last. How many playoff teams come out of that Central Division? I mean, obviously divisions don't mean that much in the NBA. It's more about your conference right. as a whole. So, how many playoff teams make it out of that division? Three? I see three, yeah. I see three or four potential. potential. So, who's the one that gets left out? Pacers? The Pacers, yeah. There you go. Three Into the four potential, Southeast yeah. Division, the Heat, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Magic, and the Hornets. Another crowded division. Again, divisional alignment, not that mattering in the NBA. All about that conference the being one of those top eight. Uh, I could see another three, four teams in the playoffs from here, too. Yeah. Hawks were like I said, they um, they were number one in the Eastern Conference. Quietly won sixty games. I don't know how you do that quietly, but the Hawks are definitely in there. The Wizards are going to make the playoffs. The Heat are very much improved with their offseason acquisitions. The Hornets as well have gotten better. Every team in this division has gotten better. So we should see a lot of competitive basketball. But I would go with if I had to go with the team, I would go with the Heat and the Wizards being neck and neck for that first spot. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Western Conference now. For that. The Pacific Division. 
Kings, Suns, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors. Another tough division in the toughest conference right now in the National Basketball Association. The Lakers, question marks, we talked about that already. Uh, the Clippers, I think they were a little underwhelming a year ago with all the talent they have. Being in L.A., you got to start producing. And then the Warriors, obviously, you know, being the uh, probably the top team in the NBA right now. Yep. A lot of these teams, the team, a lot of these teams in this division, well, I would say two of them have gotten better. The Warriors have kind of stayed the same. They haven't made any moves or trades or. But do you really have anything. to? I mean, if you're the, I mean, you should always be improving. But I mean, when you're the NBA champs. Yeah, when you're the NBA champs, but it's like teams kind of figure out your blueprint. You right. know, they they figure out like teams. They kind of snuck up on on teams last year. So now teams know can game plan and know how they're going to play. So it's kind of like you want to get better or add a add a better player to throw a wrench in there. But they actually might might have gotten like slightly worse because they lost David Lee in free agency. But the Clippers got better. Um, they got better bench play, signing Paul Pierce and Lance Stevenson and all those guys and Josh Smith. So they the Clippers have definitely gotten better. That's where they lacked last year was production off the bench. They were just relying too heavily on their starters. Um but yeah, it's it's neck and neck with the Clippers and the Warriors. I think the Kings got better signing Rondo, but I don't see the Kings making too much noise or even making the playoffs. But that's that's my prediction. And then the Suns and Lakers battling it out for the last position. I think the Lake. I think the Suns will be back there. <clears throat> the Suns. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Suns. Yeah. The sun is rising in Phoenix. Southwest Division now: Pelicans, Grizzlies, Rockets, Mavericks, Spurs. The Mavs. You know, their biggest offseason storyline was getting in that battle with the Clippers. Um, over DeAndre Jordan. Over DeAndre yeah. Jordan. You know, the, the, the rumors that Mark Cuban was driving around looking for uh, his house. Yeah, they, they locked. The rumor the, was that the, the Clippers, Clippers locked, locked him in his house. Yeah. Jordan in his house. <laughs> Cuban's driving around the block going like, like he lost your cat and going, DeAndre. Yeah, he's calling his mom, calling his agent, calling him. Nobody's answering the phone. <laughs> they they put a door, they put like a chair in front of the front door just in case. Like, and then there was also a story that like it it started with with Doc Rivers' son, like Snapchatting Jordan. Ah, uh, really? I didn't know or, where it or DMing started. him or something. That's how it all got. Um, yeah, I don't know where I don't know where it started, but it is it's just nuts. DeAndre Jordan. For those who don't know, said made a commitment to the Mavericks that he yeah, was like going to play commit. there. Yeah, but didn't right. sign any papers. No contract was guaranteed or anything. Mm-hmm. Said he was going to play for them. Basically changed his mind and then said he wanted to come back to the Clippers. Then he was kind of on the fringe, like he doesn't know he's getting torn into right. two. Didn't know where he wanted to go. So then he eventually came back to the Clippers. Uh, right, forcefully. It so sounds like <laughs> him with the Spurs in that division. The Spurs, obviously, Greg Popovich just announced earlier this week, going to be the next USA basketball coach. Uh, coach Mike Chizeski saying he's done. Pop in for him. Break down the Southwest Division, sir. The Southwest Division is the most competitive division in the Western Conference. The Pelicans, Grizzlies, Rockets. Mavericks and Spurs are all teams that could potentially make the playoffs. I think the Mavericks, uh, they got a little bit better because they now they have they <clears throat> they got rid of Rondo. Rondo didn't want to be there, and they signed Where's a very. Where's he at now? He's with the Kings. Oh, that's he I'm si- sure that's fun. Yeah, he signed with the Kings. So yeah, 
Um, the Mavericks got a little bit better, a little bit better point guard. That's play. Fenner's team. Yeah, the Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll probably like like me hearing this. I think they're, they're <laughs> I think they'll be a good a surprise team. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but signing Wesley Matthews and Darren Williams, that's a big upgrade, a big bolster for their backcourt. Assuming Wesley Matthews can come back healthy right. off of uh, his Achilles injury. Um, I think they'll be a surprise team. I think the Spurs <clears throat> are gonna top this are gonna top this division just simply off of the the talent. Uh, signing LaMarcus Aldridge and assuming they can stay healthy, I think they'll be the best team. I think they'll be the team to beat. Ooh. The team to beat out in the out in the West. Them and the uh, OKC Thunder. I haven't decided yet between them. Wow. Oh, a little early on that. <laughs> but the Rockets have gotten better adding Ty Lawson. Um, they still got James Harden, Dwight Howard, two superstars down there, so they're going to be competitive. The Grizzlies are always going to be tough. Um, they play they play old school style of basketball with two bigs. A lot of teams are going smaller, like playing guards out on a lot of guards on the perimeter. But the right. Grizzlies have stri- stayed true to their principles, and they still pound it inside. And then the Pelicans, obviously, with Anthony Davis, a budding superstar, future MVP prediction by a lot of uh, GMs here. This, this, I think all five teams can make the playoffs in this, Boom. In this division right here. Southwest. Yeah, very competitive. Now to the Northwest. Jazz, Nuggets, T-Wolves, Trailblazers, Thunder. Not as competitive as those other two Western Conference division. Uh, what do you make of this one? I think I never know what, what to do with the T-Wolves, to be honest with you. And uh, the Trailblazers. I just like the Trailblazers because C.J. McCollum's on them. And oh, yeah. he he's graduated from Lehigh. And, you know, Lehigh's, you know, doesn't always get the love yeah. that other major schools did. And, you know, he beat upset Duke in that first round, the 16 over the 1 and and uh, all that good stuff. And I'm from the Lehigh Valley area. So, oh, okay. So, you know, he was – A little bit of pride that was there. The, that was the hometown college on the national scene. So. Got you. What yeah, do you yeah. think of that? Um, well, out of this division, only one team made the playoffs out of this division. And it was the Trailblazers. And they totally flipped shop. They lost their entire starting five. C.J. McCollum, like you said, got thrown in. He's now in the starting five because they lost everybody. Right. Um, they still have an all-star point guard, Damian Lillard, there. You like uh, underdogs. He came from Weber State, and he's all he made it. And now he's an all-star, so, you know, there's something there for you. But I don't think the t- Trailblazers are even going to make the playoffs. I think the Thunder run away with this division. Boom. Just coming back, KD coming back, being healthy, Russell Westbrook playing at the high level he was playing at last year. And then they have a lot of pieces. <clears throat> they have a lot of pieces and a lot of role players that know that know their role. It's hard to find players that know what they're supposed to do right. in games. You know, because everyone wants to score, everyone wants the glory, but a lot of players aren't willing to accept the fact that you need to fit into a role for your team to win. And the Thunder have pieces like that. So I think they run away with this division. I don't see any competition. There you go. Okay, so we went through Eastern Conference, went through the competitive Western Conference, mixed them all together. We just were going to, you know, it's like where you have a franchise on, on like, the 2K mode, you know, and, you're, and you sim the entire season because you just want to play the playoffs. Right. So we just simmed that. We simmed the postseason. We got the finals. Who's in the finals from the West? Who's representing the East? In your 2016 NBA Finals, Chill. This is a tough one. Um, I put a lot of thought into this. That's a lie. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the uh, the Cavs are definitely coming. They're going to come out the West. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. Cavs think, are coming out the East. Did I say West? Yes. Yeah. Cavs are coming right, out the Cubby. East. 
It's a <laughs> That's right. Cavs yeah. are coming out the East. I think they will beat Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals, come out the East, and they will play the – I'm going to go with the Thunder, the Oklahoma City Thunder, just because KD's coming here. back. Yeah, KD's coming back. He's got a lot to prove. He's angry. You know, I know the Spurs – I know I had the Spurs that said they were the favorite, but I think the Thunder are a better matchup. I feel like if the Thunder and the Spurs were to – to match up against each other. Which they probably the will in the Western Conference Finals. Right, right. But you never know because the teams are so good from top to bottom. You never know where right, you're going to Yeah, it's not just beating them one team. you got to beat them over a seven-game exactly. series. So you have Thunder, Cavs, Finals. Who's the one hoisting that trophy? Uh, I'm going to go with the Cavs. The Cavs? Yeah. Right here. You heard it first. The, Cavs. the Cleveland Cavaliers are Chewies. 2016 NBA champions, which means it's going to happen. So there you go uh, for your NBA preview. But if you're not an NBA fan, Chew, kind of like me, you're not, you know, you're not in love with the NBA. You don't want to see Craig Sager and his and his fancy suits tonight on TNT. <laughs> Baseball gets underway. That's right, folks. The World Series happens. The Fall Classic. It's all starting tonight. New York Mets versus the Kansas City Royals. 807. First pitch. On Fox, Matt Harvey versus Edison Volquez on the mound tonight. Game two tomorrow night at Kansas City. Tonight's at Kansas City as well. Tomorrow, same time, same channel as well for the World Series as well. Good stat for you fine folks for the World Series as those two teams, the Ravens and the Mets, get started in for the finals tonight. Today is the anniversary for both the Mets in 1996 and the Royals a year earlier in 95 of their last World Series title. So they won their last World Series titles on this day in 85 for the Royals and 86 for the Mets. Both teams won that on a Game 7. Hmm. So that's interesting that the last time both these teams won their World Series titles was on this date in 85 and 86, and now both of them are going to clash tonight in Kansas City to get the 2015 World Series underway. It's fate. It is. It's yeah, weird when stuff destiny. like that happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's glad that I got to give credit to ESPN Sports Center for coming up with that one. Um, but, you know, that's interesting stuff. So that's all for us. Good work today. That's the hardest working Chew has done this, this entire semester. Yeah, thank right you. Right there, NBA preview. The NBA is getting underway tonight. Three games tonight. Chew will be watching them all. He'll be back on Thursday to talk more NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, the like. Packed time here for sports fans with the World Series, the NBA, the NFL, the like. The morning after will roll along tomorrow. Tubby will be back in studio to see what other nonsense happens on a Wednesday morning. Thank you all for tuning in. Check our podcast later out later on today on EdinburghNock.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow.